Hello and welcome to the Motivational Wiseass. I'm your host, Jeffrey Posner. Yeah, I just thought that I needed some special intro music to make me seem a little different, you know, stand out from the crowd. Today's episode is going to be about being in the zone. We're going to talk a little bit about the teacher trainings and what's going on in yoga with the explosion of teachers. But the main subject is going to be about being in the zone. I like to think that yoga cultivates your ability to be in the zone, and that's where a lot of this talk is going to come from. Before we start, I wanted to ask you to share this podcast if you're listening. Social media, if you have a chance, Facebook, Twitter. You could also follow me. Everything's under my name, Jeffrey Posner, if you're interested. More importantly, if you want to review this podcast on iTunes, I'd really appreciate that. I'm looking to get some reviews to build a little traction in the iTunes marketplace. So let's get started in talking about the market right now, the yoga market and what's going on with all the teachers entering and the teacher training boom. I previously worked in other kind of boom markets prior to this. I was in tech back when it exploded, and then I was in real estate kind of when it exploded as well. And now I'm in yoga, also when it's exploding. What happened in tech was there was a big fallout, as everyone knows, the dot-com uh, boom or the dot-com crash and right at the end of the industry things just didn't make sense logically you would look at a company and see what they're doing and you see their funding and you just couldn't really make sense of how they were afloat shortly after a lot of companies went under in real estate a very similar action happened as well around 2005 2006 all the investment property deals did not make sense return on investment couldn't be found at a traditional investing rate, especially on rentals, shortly after the market crashed. I mean, you remember in real estate, everyone you knew was a mortgage broker. Everyone was willing to do your loan. And the same thing in tech. Everyone you knew was getting into tech, was doing help desk, was doing that. All those industries kind of uh, busted, and now they're back to where they were. And I feel yoga's in a similar spot right now where it's taken a really big boom and we're kind of in a point where things aren't making sense so much. The industry has boomed significantly. The studios are expanding. Maybe I'm not uh, so right on this, but instead of, I think, really working on a better business model, a lot of them are more concerned with the expansion, and that is kind of keeping the salaries of teachers at bay. In the meantime, there's a huge explosion of teacher trainings, which is saturating the market with teachers. Now, this is good and bad. I feel that it's creating a lot of great teachers out there. People that would never have come to yoga are now there. Different industries. Myself, I'm more from like public speaking and business development. But there are a lot of teachers right now, and it is hurting the market. It's very hard to make sense out of teaching yoga, especially if you've been doing it for a long time. And if you do have talent, you can still get work for sure, but the market has significantly changed. So I feel that this will have a effect on what's going to happen in the future. My personal opinion on what's going to happen is probably there'll be a slowdown in teachers entering the teacher training programs. So that'll be the first sign of maybe a little bit of a slowdown of the industry. And the studios that are relying on these teacher trainings heavily to keep them going are probably going to be the ones that are suffering the most. In the beginning, those are probably the studios that close. The studios that rely on classes still will probably be all right and may even make it through the whole thing. But it's more these studios that have 
created these teacher training uh, armies almost that I feel are going to get hurt the most in this because they've always, almost already, already cheaped themselves out on the classes and are running all these class passes and other things to get people in, in the door for the upsell of the training. So if that does slow down a little bit, I feel it can cause a big hiccup in the market. Similar to in uh, real estate, the financing closed up a little bit. And then that in, in turn really affected the whole market. So if the teacher trainings, which I feel is a major part of some of these studios income, or at least a significant part into keeping them afloat, if that takes a little bit of a hit at all, it could have a really bad effect on the studio as a whole. As with every market, it will even off. There'll be some sort of shakeout. And in the end, the people that are meant to be in the market will stay. They're going to be the ones that kind of tough it out. Same rule happened in tech. Same rule happened in real estate. And I'm sure you've experienced this on your own if you've been in the market for real estate or tech as well. Let's move on to the other subject. So I talk about being in the zone, and you hear that term commonly in sports. So I broke it down into a couple things that probably within sports you could relate to more on how you get in the zone or how I felt when I played sports, I was able to put myself in the zone. It all starts with some sort of physical practice, whether it's wrestling, soccer, football, lacrosse, doesn't matter. You're practicing that activity over and over. In that practice, you're getting to know your body. And then as you get to know your body, your body almost tells you things. So you learn more about your body and its abilities and your body reports that back to you and you start to connect better with your body. You find that kind of oneness within whatever you're doing, that physical activity. For lack of a better term, what hap what something happens, what my friends and I like to call the flurry. Let's explain the flurry so we can understand that. I'll give an example of a story my friend told me when he explained what a flurry was to me. We were talking about high school sports and things we'd had, we'd had done in the past, reminiscing hometown hero garbage. And he's talking about wrestling. He was a really good wrestler, and he's explaining that he had this match where he did something or something would happen on the mat, and it was just so quick and so effortless. And you come out of the, the you come to the bench or you come back to your team, and people would be like, how did you do that? Or what did you even do? And it was almost like you couldn't explain it. You were like, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what happened. It just kind of happened. And if you've played sports a lot uh, and you've had some success in these sports, you've probably experienced this at one point or another. And we might call it, you know, you were in the zone or it's a, you had a flurry. And that's really what I'm referring to in that experience where you almost did something superhuman to you. Not that it's superhuman in general, but something that you thought was maybe unattainable. So in sports, this is a great concept. Uh, and it can be this talk can be related to sports all as well. I just like yoga because yoga is a combination of mind and body on a higher level than any other sport that I've or activity physically that I've done. There is more of a commonality between real life and the practice on the mat than anything I've seen. So that's where this idea of cultivating the act of being in the zone comes from. Because yoga is so intertwined with your life and your daily practice of living that the more you do it, 
the more you can cultivate being in the zone in life. And almost it, it almost makes you better at everything. And anyone that you know that has a regular yoga practice would probably attest to that, that it will hone your, skin, your skills for almost anything you do. So let's move on a little bit and how we can translate this idea of being in the zone and practicing the zone in a sport maybe into real life. Because the more you practice yoga, the physical practice of yoga, it really is all about being present. So if I was going to think what being in the zone really was, that's more of this ultimate present feeling. Because when I did a flurry or had some sort of being in the zone moment, it's almost like time stood still and everything went a lot slower. I was able to split decision, make things happen and change the way things were working because I was so present in that moment that I was completely connected, mind and body. Being in the zone, being present, almost one in the same. And the yoga practice is about being present. So in life, when you're trying to achieve something, let's say that you think is unattainable or superhuman for you to do, whether it's physical or mental, more on a mental level at this point, you might try something and get defeated. And you might see someone else do it and say, man, they're so lucky. They're always getting the breaks. They're always at the right place at the right time. But the truth of the matter is they're not. They've just almost mastered or understand the art of getting lucky. The repetition, the persistence. There's a book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill written, written in like 19, the 1920s. It's an amazing book and he talks about this concept specifically about persistence. So if you're constantly trying to be at the right place at the right time, eventually you will be. And that opportunity for growth will present itself. And that's what you're looking for, that opportunity for growth. So in this superhuman opportunity for growth that presents itself, we're going to relate this now to getting to know your body. Being in the zone is the being present. The art of getting lucky is your physical practice on a mental level of you trying to get that opportunity for growth. Then you're going to get a chance to know your body. This is going to happen a little differently with something like a gut feeling or that butterflies in the stomach feeling. It's proven that your stomach is your second brain or the ENS, the enteric nervous system, has more neurons than your spinal cord but less than the brain. And it's dubbed as your second brain. It's quite amazing. It actually can run on itself as well. It runs all your digestion independently, but also communicates with your main brain. So this feeling that you're going to get this butterflies in the stomach because you might not have thought you were worthy or able to achieve this superhuman thing that you wanted to do, whether it was mental or physical, you're going to then get this gut feeling and it's going to be talking to you. And that's going to move us to the next part. What is your body saying? That gut feeling is talking to you. It's talking to your main brain. And we like to call that, or I like to call that, intuition. That intuition is telling your body. It's telling you that you need to either do something or not. And only you know that. The problem with intuition is it's not as clear as a yes and no answer. It's almost like a average or a variable or a guess. But you're good at guessing. You're good at sensing. And you need to learn to adapt or understand this feeling that you're getting and how to read it better and it'll take some time but as you get better at reading your intuition when you do finally take that step that will hopefully lead you to your flurry 
or your opportunity to be in the zone for whatever you're trying to achieve. This concept is made up by me, of course, but the idea I feel is sound. You start out being in the zone by being present. There's a physical practice involved that we're gonna call either yoga or maybe the art of getting lucky on a mental level where you're persisting to make something happen and you're constantly practicing and eventually that opportunity for growth happens either on a physical level or a mental level and usually the same reaction will, will happen. So maybe when you first get uh, off the ground in that crow pose, you get the butterflies in the stomach. Your gut is telling you the fight or flight. That same feeling you get when you are, get offered that first opportunity to do that wonderful job or script or whatever you wanted to do that was kind of out of the realm or you felt was out of the realm. And then your body talks to you. You get to know your body through intuition, that gut feeling. What is your body saying to you? And then you have to learn that. It's like learning your edge. We talk about the edge a lot in the physical practice of yoga. I feel that learning to get to know your body and the butterfly feeling and understanding that is learning to know your edge on a mental level. And when you finally can kind of quantify that edge, you can be more educated to make that decision, to get that flurry, to be in the zone. The more you do this, the easier it gets to access. And this is why I feel the physical practice of yoga is just training you to be more in the zone, guiding your body in that direction. I really hope you enjoyed this talk. Like I said, a lot of it is a theory that I made up or I've been working with, but I feel it has a lot of weight in cultivating that being in the zone. I thank you and I really hope that you tune in next time when I happen to throw one out. Thanks again for tuning in to the Motivational Wise Ass.